And welcome back, everybody, to the freaking awesome podcast. And this is episode 59. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> let's, let's kill that bass head. Let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome back, everyone, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, and sitting across from me is the artist formerly known as Chef Boyardee. Uh, I mean, Maddie G. Maddie, how are you doing today? <laughs> hey, man. I, uh, my wife would tell you I probably look like I'm made a Chef Boyardee. But, uh... <laughs> you strike me as someone who'd like to eat that stuff. That's disgusting, but okay. <laughs> well, ravioli in a can? Where's yeah. my fork? Right, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> no, man, uh, same old, same. Just uh, staying healthy and... And uh, out of harm's way. Perfect. Well, uh, I'm I'm sure uh, you know, but uh, maybe some of our, our listeners don't know, but I do have some exciting news that uh, we're going to share with everybody before we introduce our guest today. Uh, three days ago, we were informed uh, that according to the editor of New York Times, the freaking awesome podcast landed on the 50 top global podcast to listen to for uh, 2020. We, uh, we, yeah, yeah, we, we scooted in at number 45, but, uh, that still puts us up there with Joe Rogan and Howard Stern and Alice Cooper and the, and the likes of Will Ferrell. So, uh, cough, cough, we beat Adam Carolla, cough, cough. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I saw it, it's funny when you, when you sent it to me, I was just like, wow, what, yeah. uh, what do we do with this now? This yeah. new information. Exactly. <laughs> That's right, world. Keep drinking the Kool-Aid. We really, really love it. <laughs> it's so. all downhill from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, without further ado, uh, we do have a fantastic guest on our show today. Uh, we actually have the uh, Norway's Ambassador of Rock. Uh, he was voted 2012's Best New Male Rock Musician by the uh, editors of Rock Over Ma uh, America magazine and was recently welcomed to the new member of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Science which, of course, is famously known as the Grammys. Ladies and gentlemen, a warm welcome for Mr. Rocky Kramer. Rocky, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Uh, it's a pleasure. Excellent. Well, before we get into too, too much uh, and chat about things, let's, uh, Maddie, let's kick off the news. All right, let's do it. So at first glance, this article doesn't seem that interesting, but... Let me dig into it. All right. So name of the article, Mexico set to announce winner of presidential jet raffle. Pretty normal, right? Eh, Go on. Going to auction off a, a clearly a jet that was, you know, government uh, purchased. Okay. So Mexico City uh, is National Lottery prepared to announce on Tuesday the 100 winners of a much-hyped raffle tied to a lux luxury presidential jet that the government has slammed as a symbol of corrupt excuses, uh, ex exercises, and condoned by its predecessors. The lottery time to end on the eve of Mexico's Independence Day festivities is part of presidential Andre Manuel Lopez's uh, efforts to cast himself as a leader freeing the country from decades of graft. 100 winners at a 6 million tickets uh, offered will each take home 20 million pesos, which is about 1 million U.S., um, 
the total prize money loosely represents the value of the Boeing 787 Dreamliner used by former president Enrique Peña Nieto um, that has cast a symbol of excess and corruption in the country where about half the population lives in poverty. So they basically decided to sell the jet that mm-hmm. the previous president bought. Okay. And it it gets even better. Okay. So the, the lottery marks as an unorthodox government effort to boost health spending uh, with remaining proceeds destined for chronically underfunded public hospitals. So what they're doing is they're taking they're giving the jet the the value of the jet away after they sell it okay. uh, for corrupt government practice and then they're giving all the money they make off the lottery back to charitable organizations in in the public. I was like, this is justice at its finest. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really cool idea. You, you never see stuff like that happen. So it's not exactly funny, but I thought it was a pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do. It doesn't mean necessarily that all articles are, are, are super on the hilarious side, but uh, that is it is really cool to see uh, things like that kind of have a little bit of a, a twist of uh, corruption turned around and, and given back to the people. So, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I had to share it. All right. Well, uh, my article, got? of course, is a little bit on the um, the more hilarious uh, side. And the best part is this first one is close to home. I uh, love it. Yes. The, the title of this is The Most Bizarre Break-In in Guelph History. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so the police in Guelph are searching for a person who entered a home in Guelph's uh, east and, and pooped in the dishwasher. Yes. <laughs> So, what? yes. So, someone between 1 a.m. and 8:15 a.m. on Sunday, um, basically, someone entered the home or near the uh, the Starwood Drive uh, and East uh, Eastview Road through the unlocked uh, sliding black uh, back uh, glass door of a house, right? So the patio door. The people who live in the house were asleep at the time. Uh, nothing was taken. However, the culprit defecated on the open dishwasher door before leaving the residence. <laughs> the, fucking right <laughs> the, <laughs> the the police uh, are asking for anyone uh, with information in the case to contact the the, the constable john hunt at 519-824-1212 with extension 7359 or on or contact crime stoppers um the police wa- <laughs> the police want to remind people that uh pro- to properly secure your residence by nice by always making sure you lock your doors. Uh this, this- I thought I woke up this morning to a <laughs> shitty day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so honestly when I read the title of this is like this can't be. What is going on here? And and, and then I'm thinking, "Oh, it's got to be super Honestly, the most bizarre thing to break into someone's house just to crap on their dishwasher. Well, and the fact that it didn't come out of Florida. That, right? That's the more shocking part for me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, man. There you go, Florida. Canada just one-upped you. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's find. That's a really good one. Love it. Yeah, golden. You want me to jump into my next one? Yep. All right. So this one is a complete 180 from my previous one. Mm-hmm. Powder cannon hits man in genitals during gender reveal stunt gone wrong. <laughs> so this is um, going to be good. All right. Um, uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, a Massachusetts man redefined the term blue balls during a gender reveal party gone wrong. Uh, the result was a viral video that's been shared more than a million times and left many men doubled over in sympathy pain. 
Tom Crisotti, 43, and his wife, Kristen, 36, planned the party in East Longmeadow, Massachusetts, uh, to reveal the gender of their second child, with four-year-old daughter Ellie in attendance at the big event. The couple who have been married for six years opted to use canning cartridges filled with powder, blue for a boy, pink for a girl. Um, and their gathered friends and family know, um, so they can let them know what the gender of the child was that was due in February 2021. Uh-huh. Tom Crisotti was holding the cartridge the, the wrong way and following the appropriate count time by those in attendance, inadvertently blasted himself in the crotch with blue powder, sending him to the lawn and crutching his touching his family jewels. Uh, luckily, Crisotti was unhurt, but it's not the first time a gender reveal party's gone bad. Most recently, the one uh, has been blamed for actually starting the the California fires. So it's uh, a, 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 you just got to watch the video. It's absolutely hilarious. You know, it just makes me think of that old Simpsons episode where the uh, bit of football in the groin is the football in the groin. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, you have to laugh at even if it's I know it's like pure schadenfreude, but but you're you're totally have to laugh at the fact that some guy just got smoked in the groin at a gender reveal party. Uh, oh, I'm glad I'm glad they're having that one baby because they may not be having the next. <laughs> it was funny in the video. The one the one guy, his buddy yelled out, uh, oh, it looks like you got a vasectomy, too. <laughs> so but dude, it's crazy. It's like. I don't understand why these gender reveal parties are getting so extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just because they are, have become mm-hmm. so popular that the next person is just always trying to uh, to one up the last one. Right. Yeah. Like it's getting crazy, man. Yeah, it definitely. Like, is. I've seen I've seen ones of people jumping out of planes. Yep. And, and their their flares are the color of the like it's it's yeah, man, something wrong with society these days. It's totally crazy. <laughs> uh, speaking of, um, uh, you know, these these uh, massive social media things that are coming out, uh, I don't know if you heard, uh, but there were thousands of people had witnessed a uh, an alien ship in New Jersey. What? Uh, a flying saucer. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, that brings wow. us me to my article, uh, and it's the uh, alien invasion averted as UFO above New Jersey just turns out to be the new good, the Goodyear blimp. <laughs> but but so so the way this article went was uh, in New, uh, is New Jersey facing an, an alien invasion? Uh, Eighty two years ago, Orson Welles' infamous War of the Worlds uh, fake radio broadcast sparked panic. Uh, some even say mass hysteria among the state's residents. Videos of reported UFOs hovering over New Jersey sky went viral yesterday on social media, prompting a renewed chatter about like ETs finally arrived. Um, but it turned out that the speculation once again uh, was just a bunch of hot air, courtesy of Goodyear Blimp. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the the Goodyear Blimp was perched basically above the MetLife Stadium for a Monday night football game. Uh, but because obviously it's that time of year where it's you know the, the lights are kind of get it's not as bright in the in the early evening anymore. It's kind of like that dusk. It's a little darker around you know four to six kind of time. And um, honestly, if you look at the, the video footage on social media and uh, and uh, all the tweets and everything that went out, it really does look like a flying saucer. Like, I'm not going to lie. It looks like it's got like there's this uh, blue light kind of flashing. It almost looks more saucer shaped as opposed to a blimp. Um, but it was just between the, um, the the time of day and the, the pollution that was kind of in the air. Um it, but but Goodyear was no, that was us, <laughs> you know, like so they have. <laughs> so the light that people were seeing was the billboard on the side of the blimp. 
right? And and it just happened to be flashing blue lights and, and like fireworks so was and all this like stuff. it just like really poor air quality? Yeah, it was, it was just really weird. Just You have to jump online. You have to look at all this, this social up. media. And, and it really does look like a flying saucer because I, re- I really had to look this up. And uh, and then to yeah, see I'm, afterwards. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And, and it, just to, to see that later on it was just the Goodyear lip blimp was absolutely hilarious. So like thousands and thousands of people were totally wrong. <laughs> Beam me up. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I That's just couldn't great. believe that. It just, uh, at first I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm like, wow, this, this could be real. Oh, it's the blimp. <laughs> hey man, everyone's in quarantine. Like it, we got to hold on to something. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's 2020. Right. This keeps getting worse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Check one more for apocalypse bingo. Right. I'm just waiting honestly for great <laughs> right sharks to grow legs this year. And then, then they're out of the water. Like I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah yep oh man for sure all right rocky uh again thank you very much for being on the show uh i'm not sure uh if, if you uh, uh obviously you now kind of looked up the that good to your blimp thing but uh uh you know i think we have a little uh, a question a little bit later about extraterrestrial life that we have to ask you but uh to, to maybe start things off um like I know, Maddie G, you got some fantastic questions that you you want to ask Rocky, but I do kind of want to start this one off myself, and yeah. uh, and ask you. Uh, so you were in Norway, uh, and and yes. how long were you? Like, how long did you live in Norway, and and at what age did you leave for the U.S.? Well, I was born and raised in Norway. Uh, I grew up in a town called Trondheim, which is the third largest city. Okay. I I lived there for 21 years. So I moved here when I was uh, 21. I the first time I was actually in the U.S. I was nine years old. So you can say that I first stepped foot in this country when when I was nine. Okay. But uh, I I then went back and uh, was in Norway for another uh, 10, 11 years. So <laughs> so um, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't enough to uh, really grab you at first. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm definitely Norwegian, uh, if that's the if that's the question. And uh, uh, but I've been here now for for a while, so it's uh, getting used to it. Excellent, it's a crazy place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, did they did, uh, now that you have been in the U.S. for so long? Um, because we can now probably safely assume you're a, a U.S. citizen as well. Uh, do you do you hold on to a dual I, citizenship or? Well, if you want to know the the, the process. Um, Norway did not allow dual citizenship until this year. Really? And I was not I was not eligible to become a US citizen until this year. So I I have um uh, I have filed the application but uh it's a, it, it takes a while and the uh, the coronavirus definitely has slowed everything down. So I'm still yeah. waiting for uh right now I'm waiting for my interview. Okay. And uh, right. once I do the interview, I do the ceremony, which is which is probably not going to be the way it normally is where you're out and you know you got like thousands of people inside <laughs> the Staples Center or whatever and and they're all cheering and and throwing flags up in the air like this year it might be over zoom or something who knows yeah yeah we'll see hey maybe we can try to get some type of officiate and start uh, speeding up the process for them we could start doing those interviews yeah, well, um, yeah, but it, it'll happen uh, eventually. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. All right, Maddie. Cool. Um, <laughs> I was like, you're still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. just. I like to listen. I'm a yeah. good listener. My yeah. wife says. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, well, t- kind of touching on, on just your question a little bit, um, Tony about kind of where he came from. Yeah. I, I did some, a little bit of digging and, um, I know that you come from a family of classical background. So, mm-hmm. um, I, so I guess you're, you're from, from what I've read, um, your, your, your dad was, uh, was it classical violinist? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So and, I have to yeah. ask, um, obviously you were playing guitar, um, and you took an interest in it. Um, were you, did you have to kind of hide it a little bit or, or, um, were you just like, Hey dad, I, I, I like guitar. Like this is what I'm doing now. Like h- how did that go down? Well, I first of all started on the violin, so I was following his footsteps originally, and uh, I was actually taking violin lessons, I was performing, I was even offered to play on television, which I basically said, Dad, I don't think this is right for me. Everyone's going to think I'm a violinist, you know, you know that's going to be my reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I didn't think it was a particularly cool instrument. Um but it is a it's a great instrument. It is. I'm not uh, not here to badmouth it. And uh, it, when somebody knows how to play a violin, it's great. And I, mm-hmm. I had the talent for it. I just didn't want to play it. I, I fell in love with rock and roll at an early age. So I wanted to, to play. Uh, well, first I wanted to play drums. So it was mainly my brother and I. We had a little band together. He would play guitar and I would play drums. And so he asked for, uh, you know, he asked. Uh, so my mom passed away when I was five. And then after that, it's sort of my, my brother asked my dad if, so it was just him uh, raising us. He asked, uh, my brother asked my dad if he could uh, have a guitar. And my dad said, yes. And then I asked, oh, can I have a guitar? And my dad said, no. <laughs> and then um, from that point on, I would essentially uh, borrow. Well, I, I continued to play violin and I would uh, play a little bit of guitar eventually i i fell in love with the guitar and then uh, it became obvious to me that i wanted to have uh, like my own guitar and my brother had an acoustic guitar i wanted an electric and i actually saved up money for two years to be able to buy my own guitar and i actually went to the store with a friend of mine bought the guitar without telling my dad and came home and said, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> How did that so, go over? Yeah, so he was not did, particularly happy about that. <laughs> he, he, he really wanted me to play the violin. And I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I wanted to be a, be a rock star. You know, I wanted to be, yeah. you know, I wanted to be the lead guitarist in, in, a, in, a, in a rock and roll band, you know, like Jimmy Page or Ace Frehley or Kirk Hammett. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to play that role. And it just, Happened to be that I could never play that role exclusively because nobody in my bands ever wanted to sing, so I always had to sing. Ah. That's kind of how I was tricked into doing that. Yep. But uh, yeah, I was. I, I loved the guitar from an early age, and and uh, it's just uh, it was a very natural instrument for me to play. And I'm glad I didn't choose the drums because if I'd showed up with a drum set without my dad knowing, I, I probably wouldn't be here to talk about it. <laughs> That's right. A little hard to, to hide that one in the house, right? <laughs> or at least yeah. when you're, you're trying What's to play. That? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did you ever convince your dad to play it a little bit? So uh, what's interesting about him is that he, when he, before he 
uh, got the job as a as a first violinist in the Trondheim Symphony Orchestra. He was actually a teacher for a year, and so he was, I guess, teaching music. So he actually uh, he actually knew how to play guitar a little bit. At least he knows how to play some chords and little simple stuff. So I remember, like one day, he he picked up a, a guitar and he started playing it, and I was like, "What?" You know, <laughs> you're like, "Wait <laughs> a minute, <laughs> that was wait his a minute, what's going on here?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Now, well, uh, kind of a follow up question. Actually, I have a second one leading leading off of that. Um, so, because you do have that classical music background, um, it actually shows a lot in in kind of that that big symphony style guitar. Um, compositions that you, you play in your style um, were your primary inspirations growing up classically driven or more of the rock and roll side well um, because my mom passed away when I was five it was we had like two options as, as kids when we were young because uh, I was only five years old when that happened and and my dad had he he, he would play uh, a concert with a symphony every Thursday night and it was either taking us to the concert or having a babysitter. So a lot of times we would have a babysitter, but I, I, I got to see, you know, a symphony orchestra play all kinds of different classical music. And also my dad would listen to the music in the morning. If he was playing a certain symphony, he would listen to it on either on vinyl or, or on a CD mm. uh, while he, while he was having breakfast. So like, I just like heard that music so much. And of course I was playing the violin. So I was, playing a lot of classical music um i did fall in love with rock and roll at an early age so i i was basically you know in my own room i would listen to you know a lot of kiss or acdc and and you know a lot of the the, the classic rock but then if i was in the living room there was, there was always classical music playing so i just heard it a lot and i just got so used to it and i think that when once you hear a lot of classical music you you pick up on a lot of their sort of how they go from one place to the next you know it's music is a is a journey it's just a matter of what you do from a to b and and there's a lot of you have a lot of options as a as a composer but there's also just you know just very simply put you know what do you like what do you want to hear and uh, i just i guess i just naturally like classical music mixed with rock and roll very cool. Very, Very cool. cool. Yeah, well, I've seen I've seen some of your shreds online, and it's uh, yeah, you, you definitely can tell you've you've got some um, uh, some draw from that area. But yeah, mm -hmm. you're one hell of a guitarist, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. I um. So I, I kind of want to go back uh, just a little bit to it. You were mentioning uh, when you were younger and, uh, you know, you started playing the violin and your dad wanted you to play the violin, but your your brother got the guitar. Now, you, I think I read somewhere bits because you just you kind of picked up an instrument and it didn't really matter what you kind of picked up. You just found that you could hammer out a melody no matter what. Uh, w now, mm -hmm. did, did your brother just not have that? that gift when it came to like picking up the violin was he just like your dad was like no that's that's fine you can you can plunk away at the guitar i guess <laughs> well i i think that uh there's probably a little bit of genetics there my, my mother was a pianist and uh and i'm definitely saying pianist not the other word uh <laughs> and uh that it sounds like yep and uh, uh i think that i got the the violin genetics and my brother got the piano genetics because he's a great uh, pianist 
and uh, uh, what what happened is that my 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 dad wanted originally to teach my brother how to play the violin, and he wanted him to play like a like an ambulance sound, like a mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. which you you basically just take your finger up and down on the the fingerboard, and then you move your bow up and down. Yeah, and it was getting that that coordination between your left hand and your right hand, and he was. Uh, he was a little confused by it, and I was looking at it, and I was a little arrogant, you know, five-year-old, thinking, <laughs> you know, I can do that. Give me the violin. And uh, basically, you know, let me try. I tried it because I was basically doing it like, you know, I know a lot of people like playing air guitar, but I was playing air violin while while this was happening just like to myself, like, I can do this. Yeah. And uh, And so I picked it up, and I did it right away, and my dad said, okay, I guess – I guess you should play violin, and then my brother ended up taking piano lessons. So it sort of made sense. And then, <laughs> yeah. then um, in, 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 in the in the next couple of years, my brother and I actually played together. Like he would play piano, I'd play violin, and we performed a lot of times for you know for a lot of people. And that was kind of like our thing. And we played for the school and all kinds of uh, events. And that was like people. A lot of people knew us from the the classical stuff. And we both ended up playing in rock and roll bands. But now think about this. You you know, you're a young boy. Somebody gives you a violin and says, okay, I want you to play this. You know, what do you do? You just, you know what? Uh, just can't Dude, do I just that. picture you can't five years it. old grabbing it, just, just shredding Thunderstruck on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, it, but yeah, so I, I think my, my brother was maybe smarter than me. He's like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm just going to pretend I don't know how. Well, that that's what I was kind of thinking <laughs> afterwards. I'm like, did, did you get so your dad's like, okay, it's you. And you're like, ah, crap. <laughs> you know, you're like, <laughs> like, oh boy, what did I do? Right. Like how you could have just so. saved maybe a little bit of that, that extra angst of having to uh, re- like, you know, put off what you really wanted to do to, to, you know, uh, do something that your dad really wanted you to do. And, uh, you know, maybe you could have been uh, playing a little earlier or something if you weren't as good as you were. <laughs> yeah, it's so, possible. It's yeah. possible. <laughs> you never so know. So much for having talent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, as um as a child in in Norway, what what kind of um uh like influences did you have that were uh you know rock and roll based or that were pulling you towards rock and roll? Uh, when I was very young, I remember listening to the Beatles a lot. Uh, I think that was something that my dad recommended, even though I, I don't consider my dad to be a big Beatles fan, but it was one of the things that we ended up listening to early on. I remember having several Beatles CDs and uh, uh, one of my biggest, um, one of my favorite bands, even from an early age was Pink Floyd, mainly because mm. their music was so different than what you hear on the radio for the most part like there's a song called shine on you crazy diamond that mm-hmm. is it's 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 a very long song and for those of you who haven't heard it if you haven't heard it, you should check it out and um it's just it just takes you on this wild ride it, 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 there's nothing quite like it and i just i really liked how it's almost like a hypnosis like musical hypnosis where you just you drift away into into some strange place where mm-hmm. you've never been before I can yeah. really get into that. Um, I was a big Kiss fan growing up, and I'm still a Kiss fan. I'm willing to admit. Uh, I spent a lot of time, a lot of hours listening to them and watching their shows on on either a television or I've been I've seen them live several times. But that's really um, cool. that was kind of a fun thing. And I and I think a big influence 
um, was Kiss because uh, because they put on a really great show. And I know a lot of people give them a hard time for maybe like they're not the best musicians, but you know those guys are standing up there with with like fifty pounds of armor and uh, mm. they're playing they're playing guitar. They're sweating. I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough what they're doing, and and it, it takes a lot of coordination to do what they do. Yeah, and uh, I feel like they don't get the credit for it, but um, um, they're, they're you know they're they're very hardworking guys. I never really um, understood that actually. I, I, yeah, the, yeah. You know, people, and, people um, gave them such a hard time, and it's like here here's the. I mean, you have to remember that back in the days when Kiss started, it, it wasn't you know good looking boy bands and everything. Like these guys were generally rough. Mm-hmm. It was hair metal. It was uh, it was a whole new genre that had kind of like sprung from from other things and uh and i thought they were doing fantastic with it personally so uh i never really mm-hmm. understood when people were giving them such a hard time so yeah that actually leads me into one of my questions um so a lot of rock stars end up conforming to kind of a, a more modernistic repertoire um but you seem comfortable right where you are um, and I'm a bit biased cause I actually love what you're doing. <laughs> I love, uh, kind of your thing. So yeah. do, you, do you ever see yourself changing your image for anyone or anything though? Um, I think that's always a possibility. I mean, if you look at, it's kind of, I think when you're an artist, you have two options. You can either be like someone like Slash who Slash has always been Slash and he's always probably going to be Slash until the day he dies or the yeah. day he gives up. He's not going to cut his hair short. He's not going to do anything crazy. Uh, then you got people like maybe Justin Bieber or, or, uh, you know, Lady Gaga who, or Miley Cyrus, they're always changing their look because mm-hmm. maybe it's because they're so popular that they need to change it because people, I guess they're so exposed, so much, there's so much exposure mm-hmm. of those artists that if you, if, if they look the same in two years from now, then, then, you know, they can't, uh, uh, they're not as appealing anymore because you're, 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 you've already done that. Like you've moved on. So they have to move on. But, uh, the way I see it is that I'm not opposed to, to changing my look, but it has to be something that feels like it's me. And, you know, it's not about, I, I'm, I'm not interested in dyeing my hair pink or something or do something <laughs> that's just, just to look crazy, just to look different, you know, yeah. to get a big tattoo that says Jesus on my chest or something, <laughs> you know, like I'm not looking for, you know, some, 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 like something that wouldn't feel right or something wouldn't, would be different than me just to be, uh, or maybe just to try to follow a trend. Like there's a lot of, and I'm not here to talk bad about tattoos, but like, I'm not an into tattoos, but so if I got a tattoo, it would just be wrong. It wouldn't be me. Like it would just yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. fit me. Yeah. So well, I was that's, watching, that's, I was watching the, the rock star video and I was like, uh, it's just like your voice in in the way you play and your look for for me it just fit perfectly so like i can't pick like i don't know when you're saying pink hair and stuff i can't picture at least you know i'm taking that song into account you looking any differently than you do but i get what you're saying right and 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 just, just keep in mind like like because you know like i said kiss was an early influence to me the idea of a rock star was uh, you know, long black hair and, you know, skinny and, mm-hmm. you know, you play your guitar and you're doing crazy stuff. Like, like I have like a very, maybe a decide, like I've already decided what a rock star is, even though you can certainly look like a rock star with, you know, you, you can be B- Billy Idol as a rock star, right? I mean, he's yeah. got short blonde hair. I could do that. 
right? I mean, my, my actual natural hair color is blonde, so I could technically do that, yeah. you know, and it, it would maybe, maybe that would be more me, right? Than me trying to look like I'm Paul Stanley. But it's, <laughs> to me, it was just that when you're, when you're an artist, you have to express yourself. And sometimes it's just a matter of finding that, that comfort zone. And that, you know, sometimes it's just, you want, you want to look like you're a rock star. You don't want to just look like you're some guy who got, just got out of bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't you know. know. I was also, uh, you know, watching the the Rockstar video not too too long ago, and uh, I, uh, it, it, you can definitely see where you have that influence of, of like Kiss and and like Twisted Sister and everything like that. It's like your the video is very reminiscent, mm-hmm. and it was actually really really cool for me because uh, you just don't hear people making music like that anymore. And uh, it was amazing. It was so refreshing to hear something that was uh, a little bit more of like you know roots uh music when i i grew up uh which is fantastic and uh it was it was really cool i uh, love the video uh it's got a little tongue-in-cheek humor in there and uh and the song's great so uh you know it's it's great what you're doing and uh and how you're how you're doing it um right yeah it, it was basically our mentality was was you know let's make an 80 like let's let's make a music video like they were in the 80s when yeah. mtv was the channel that all the kids were watching and it was fun and uh so that was the big inspiration and i never got to to experience the 80s because i was born in the 90s mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like i'm I'm like a i'm a 80s rocker born in the 90s and that, that was the mentality we had when we made that video so we wanted to have kind of an over-the-top teacher that's actually a guy but yeah you know it's to look <laughs> you like tell. an old lady like <laughs> we're doing that and some people were watching this and they're going you know, you should you should have you should have hired a, an old lady to play the teacher. And I'm thinking, well, that's not the point. That's the right. point yeah. is that it is over the top. Yeah. You know, like that's the whole idea. Yeah. And uh, like, if you don't get it, then you know, maybe it's not yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in the day of you hair have a metal couple of like intros that. in that the uh, your your album there. I, I like I like what you do with those. Yeah, it's it's fun, and mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, it it reminds me of like. The it totally of the eighties, like Twisted Sister. You know, you think of we're right. not going to take it, and and it was exactly like those. So it was so cool, and uh, and instantly I kind of recognized that style, and it was really fun. It was really nice to kind of see someone doing that again. So it's uh, you know, and 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 everything goes more towards um pop and and as i had mentioned before you know you've got like the biebers and and all the the boy bands and you got all these good looking kids and and now here you are you're a good looking guy um uh, but you still have got that um that that hair metal kind of look going to you uh like that day and and you know let's let's be honest uh you know gene simmons isn't the best looking dude even when he was young so you know and 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 not a lot of people were of of that uh you know uh of that time uh schneider and and all those others that they just uh they were amazing uh vocalists they were great showmen um but they didn't they didn't have the the general good looks that like you've got the that modern day good look with that old-fashioned sound which was just so cool holy tony buy him a drink yep yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Catch a whole bottle at that point. <laughs> so, so um, the, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just going to ask him, like, you've got a really, really good voice um, for rock and roll. And I was curious, like, did you start singing other things before you transitioned to that? Or have you always been just, you know, a, a, a good kind of rock style singer? Um. 
So we can go way back, and and I can say that my mom actually was uh, she sang in a choir. So so the voice, is, so singing uh, is is uh, in my in my DNA. Um, I I always liked rock and roll singers mainly because they are not trying to be perfect, and that's something that I mm-hmm. like about rock and roll. It, it can be very gritty. It can be it's you know it's raspy. It's distorted. It's it's kind of, it's not trying to, like when you're an opera singer, you're trying so desperately to be 100% perfect with everything. And, and it's, don't get me wrong, that's beautiful. It's beautiful to listen to. But with rock and roll, you got like some of the best singers, they don't, they don't necessarily have a beautiful voice. When you listen to ACDC, you're not like, oh, that's a beautiful voice. Yeah, but it gets, but, but you know, it, but it's got, you know, the, the, you know, it's gritty and it's, it's got personality and it's just uh, like, it's fun. And that's what I yeah. think is maybe the best thing about rock and roll is that it's a fun um, music genre that, uh, you know, when you go to a rock show, you know, it, it's like you have, you have a good time because everything is kind of just like, it, it's a party, it's party music. And, and even though my music is not necessarily, you know, Hey, let's have a beer and have a good time. Even though one of my songs is one of my songs is called alcohol. It's not actually about alcohol, but, <laughs> It's just, um, I just, you know, singing to me was something that when I started my first bands, nobody wanted to sing. So I sang and my instincts was always, you know, go for kind of a loud, obnoxious, well, not necessarily obnoxious, but like a, a loud kind of, you know, power, powerful voice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of more like, in, more like, I mean, first of all, I love, you know, Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson and all, and they're all using kind of they're all kind of like using a lot of power it's not you know it's not soft i mean it can be soft i mean yeah. don't get me wrong i mean like <laughs> something like like i mean those two examples they're both known for having uh, a lot of dynamics in their voices but yeah. when you got those 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 loud guitar amps and you got drums that are insanely loud especially when you're standing right next to them mm-hmm. you have to have a voice that cuts through and and uh, i figured that you know you have to have the, the technique to be able to do those things and that's something that took me a while. I'm willing to admit, uh, it, it is singing is definitely something you should learn how to do. And when you do, it, you have a, a tremendous benefit to you for for a long time because it's, you know, when you're doing that every night and you're playing, you know, a show every night, you know, sometimes uh, people lose their voices in the, you know, the first half of the tour, and that's not a good thing. No. You know, I don't want to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Got to hydrate really well. Um, Got to hydrate. That's right. That's and, right. And, and the rock and roll lifestyle is like the worst thing for for a singer because everything that rock stars do is bad for your voice. It's yeah. Like if you're at if you're at a rock and roll club after a show, there's gonna be there's gonna be beers, pizza, and and you know cokes and and, and I mean everything that is bad for you. You're, you're not gonna get enough sleep. You're not yeah. gonna do. So you're doing all these things that's bad for your voice, and then you, you have to have a show the next day, and then you're like, ah! <laughs> it wasn't worth it. <laughs> Where's my voice? Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I, I actually, so you were speaking of Freddie Mercury, and of course I had to bring it up. You you do a wonderful, uh, wonderful um, cover of Show Must Go On. And it, Thank you. Thank it you. is, it was, it was amazing, actually, when I heard you, and I was just like, when I heard or saw the video that you're going to do this, I was just like, Wow, that is stepping into crazy big shoes vocally to to pull off something that Freddie, Freddie Mercury had uh, done, and uh, you did it beautifully. It was it was really well done. So if anybody wants to to watch, uh, you know, Rocky doing this 
one man band version of it. Uh, it is just beautiful. Thank you. Uh, you know, the, the the background of that song, you know, to me personally, is that it was when I first took vocal lessons when I came to L.A., the vocal coach asked me, what is a song that you would like to sing? And I said, the show must go on by Queen. Mm-hmm. So we were actually like working on that song a little bit. And of course, I, I could not sing it back then. I, you know, uh, uh, certainly not the way I did today. I mean, it was just impossible for me to sing so to me it was like this big accomplishment being able to sing that without uh you know you know having all the cats in the neighborhood uh, try to kill themselves <laughs> yeah you know? so uh, it, it was just, i was hoping uh, when you so covered it, it's uh, like a final countdown i was like oh i was hoping you do the vocals too <laughs> it was an amazing shred but yeah, yeah. you should uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. should you should redo it with vocals because i think i think you could really belt that yeah it's uh it is wait, amazing wait, re- re- redo what the final countdown. Oh, the final countdown. You know, uh, so I, I do this uh, show. I do a Twitch show every Tuesday night, and I, I do final countdown uh, once in a while. I did it a few weeks ago. So oh, nice. <laughs> I do oh, that. I, I, I do that song. The one I heard you were just doing the guitar, which was amazing. Okay, that, yeah, that, that's that's on that's on YouTube. That's yeah. just a little. That's just something I was doing back a few years ago. Just just trying to get some just some videos of me playing guitar and then, you know, just mainly for Instagram, but then I decided to put it on YouTube because, uh, just, just for the views, you know? Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's cool. All right. I got one more question before we move over to the next section of the show. And that is if you could choose one artist dead or alive to perform with, who would it be? Um, if it's dead or alive, I I mean, I would obviously, I would love to work with, with, uh, or perform, perform with I mean definitely would love to perform with Freddie Mercury that would be an insane experience for me yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, if somebody would have to be alive I would say David Gilmore from Pink Floyd that okay. would be which which I think is, is I mean they're not touring I don't think they're touring anymore but uh, that would be that's a moderately realistic thing uh, yeah. maybe well you know, we we know Scotty Page much I mean, more famous. next time we have him on the show we'll <laughs> see if he's connected with uh, David and, and see if we can hook you, hook you up yeah, um, uh, but uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, uh, probably like Kiss. Kiss would be fun, or ACDC. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of. I, 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 I'm a big fan of Ingve Malmsteen. He was a big influence mm-hmm. uh, as, as a guitar player. So he's someone that who who he's from Sweden. I'm from Norway. So he came to LA from Sweden. I came to LA from Norway. So I think that uh, we could probably have a have a good conversation. We probably we could probably do something fun on stage as well. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. All right, Ira, let's get into the second part of our show, which is the slightly slower than average rapid fire questions with Maddie G. <laughs> rapid fire question. What made up word would you register into the English language? Made up word. Um. I, I like I like to use the word. Um, oh gosh, now you're putting me on the spot. There's a word I like to use a lot. Um, it's not I didn't invent it, but uh, oh, I forgot it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, you can you can randomly scream it out later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll remember I, yeah. by like question it. ten. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what is the scariest dream that you can remember? The scariest dream I can remember. Um, I would say. Probably 
I've had some, I, you know, I don't really dream a lot about monsters. I know a lot of people do that, and I never really do that. But I've had things where I've had, I don't know if you guys have ever had like like a thing where you're you're basically dreaming that you're in bed, but that there's like a ghost in the room. Ah, yeah. That one's kind of, that one's, that one's creepy to me. That's the one that probably freaks me out the most. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Yeah, I've might, had that dream. We might have a ghost uh, in our place, so it might be real for me. <laughs> um, a real ghost? What superpower <laughs> would you pick if you could pick one? I would love to be able to teleport. I think that's that's the most maybe or or fly. Either one. Yeah. If I can fly nice. as fast as Superman, then then uh, that would be a good choice too. Fly, flying's popular. Nice. Teleport has become like the new favorite amongst many people. Apparently. Yeah, that's like the new thing. Yeah, yeah you it's can go like anywhere. A, it's like the millennial yeah. flight. Um, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're too lazy to even fly you just, you just want to be there no more travel yeah, time that, screw that, that crap instant gratification piece of the generation. <laughs> yep. and it has to be free yep um <laughs> what uh what's your earliest childhood memory my early uh my earliest childhood memory uh i'll, I'll never i'll never forget it it was my birthday my third birthday and i remember that there was a cake uh, in front of me, and uh, I was like blowing the candles out. It had three uh, three candles on it because uh, it was my third birthday. I remember that very well. That was very cool. Amazing. Yeah. Did you guys ever have ice cream cakes? Um. Yes. Um. That is actually pretty popular in Norway. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like we have, they, we have one that's shaped like a what do you call it? A shoehorn. It's a shoehorn ice cream cake. That's a very <laughs> really? common thing for like our national holiday or maybe a birthday. That one does. Uh, uh, if you go to a party, like a family par- family party, then that's usually it's usually there if you want it. <laughs> the shoehorn cake. Nice. <laughs> we yeah, used to have this tradition yeah. in my family where um, every birthday they'd smush your face into the cake. Yeah. And um, <laughs> one year, my grandpa did it okay. and didn't realize the ice cream cake was still frozen, and I got a bloody nose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh no! True story. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> what uh, what activity makes you the happiest? I was probably uh, playing guitar or making music. Uh, sometimes it can be video games. The video games can also be very frustrating. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, me and Tony are gamers uh, as well. So, yeah, what are you playing yeah. lately? Anything good? Lately, um, well, uh, I've been switching between a few. I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys, uh, which okay. is yes, you, yeah, that's really popular. You know what it is? It's very, it's very, it's it's popular. It's the most, it's the most fun and frustrating game ever. Uh, I'm is. also playing a game called uh, uh, um, Tom Clancy's uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. Which yeah. is, yep. uh, it's more like yeah, you're just kind of taking out bad guys slowly and steadily. Um, yeah. More stealth, you know, which is kind of fun. I play Rainbow Six Siege, and uh, this nice. weekend I'll be playing the, the the next Call of Duty. The, the Alpha is out on PlayStation Four, so I'll be playing that. Oh, cool. for the new Black Ops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Black Ops Cold War, so I'll be playing that. You know, it's really funny. We nice. used to have a, a version of Fall Guy when I was young. It was called Tron. <laughs> it's oh. like it's the same thing right like the the tron, tron light bikes <laughs> you just you just basically have to keep ahead of the other person so that you're not eliminated <laughs> oh right, tony right, i don't know right. if you read it but in fall guys they like people were cheating right so they stuck yeah. all the cheaters on a cheater island that's awesome <laughs> it's pretty badass <laughs> yeah that's funny that's smart <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> imagine, but, uh, imagine cheating in Fall Guys. Yeah. <laughs> what foreign language would you most like to learn? Um, you speak an to. honest, an honest answer is I'm I'm working on my Spanish, so that's that's the one that I'm really trying to learn. I'm 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 not great, but I'm uh, I'm working on it every day. But uh, it's uh, it's a process. Uh, I wouldn't mind knowing Japanese, but that's uh, having to learn all of those those uh, symbols or letters, what, what what you would call them. Uh, that's that's so much so much work. So I'm I'm, I'm counting on Spanish being my my third language. I had German in school, but uh, that's also the one that I'm not great at. Um, Spanish is good. It'll uh, it'll come in handy uh, when Trump gets reelected and you have to cross the border. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mexico. jokes. Jokes. My main uh, my main wife. thing is as long as whatever language you learn, you know how to ask where the bathroom is. That that's always been my concern. So. That's I, the one I know. Don't ask yeah. Albania. Yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> It's the best one. It's the first one. Yep. Um, yeah. What decade would you most like to live in? Uh, well, it's. Uh, I say this all the time. I would love to live uh, from 1980 to 1990, or maybe even 1992 or so. That's like the 80s is definitely my favorite decade. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I was 87, so I missed most of it, but I was definitely. I grew up on uh, 80s influences. A lot of 80s synth. <laughs> Yeah, I live right yeah. now. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, do you have a go-to joke? I don't have a go-to joke, and every every time people ask me if I have a go-to joke, or every time they ask me uh, to tell a joke, I I don't really have a joke to tell them. I I, I need to. So I I get these. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have lappy tappies, but there it's like a, it's a candy, <laughs> yep, yep. and it's yeah. got it's got it's got two it's got two jokes on the back, and some of those jokes are just awful. But uh, <laughs> so every time I read those jokes to myself, and you know, think like, okay, maybe I should try to remember this one. You I should, never do though. You should just have a pocket full of laffy taffy strips left over. <laughs> you know, someone asks oh, you, like, oh yeah, hold on one second. I the joke I heard. What, what was the one? Hold on. Uh, oh, uh, did what you guys hear about joke? the scarecrow that got a promotion? <laughs> Okay. No, he, he was outstanding in his field. But don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a that's good one. Laffy taffy joke. <laughs> that's funny. It, it's you know some uh, of the laffy taffy jokes are basically like you know what what you know what is the the the, the, the you know the capital of France and it's like the answer is Paris. You know, it's like it's like a, it's like it's just a factual thing. Like, yeah. how is that a joke? Like, this isn't funny. <laughs> how is this funny? It's just a, it's just like it just it's just a very factual thing. How is this a joke? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's for the person who doesn't know the answer, <laughs> and then you're like, "How didn't you know? What a joke! You didn't know that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Next time I buy one, I'm just gonna look up the fact and just start just bursting out laughing. Yeah, we'll see what Ashley thinks about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Um, to yourself. Oh, yeah. do you believe in aliens? There it is. I there it is. We're we've now come full circle. Yeah. Um, I believe that. So, according to scientists, the universe is infinite. So, if the universe is infinite, it would be arrogant for us to assume that there's not a single planet out there that doesn't have some sort of life form that is at least 
somewhat similar to ours, or at least some type of animal. There's probably a planet out there with dinosaurs. There's probably a, a planet that have some sort of human-like mm-hmm. aliens mm-hmm. on it. Uh, are we ever going to visit? Are, are they ever going to visit us, or are we going to visit them? Probably not. Yeah. yeah, you never know. You never know. Apparently, I just saw something on. I saw something online that uh, I guess uh, scientists are now looking at a gaseous life form that might be in Venus. I yes, I was, I was reading about that. Yeah, That's so that'd be really cool. Can't yeah. wait, can't wait for more information on that. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't. Yeah, that did. Close. Close to your They're going to send something over there to figure out more about that. <laughs> yeah. There's your joke, Matt. There's your joke of the day. <laughs> Thanks, why, why, why? Where was the gaseous alien found? Uranus. <laughs> oh. So good. Uh, what, um, oh, if, uh, if PETA wouldn't uh, hunt you down, what exotic animal would you domesticate? That's a, that's a good one. Um, I think, you know, and it, it has nothing to do with watching Joe Exotic, but I, I think tigers are pretty cool. But I, I don't yeah. know if I would uh, survive, but they, they they seem to have a interesting personality and uh, they're, they're beautiful. And they're pretty rock and roll. They are rock and right? roll. There's a lot of rockers that, that had uh, uh, tigers back in the day, like yeah. in the 80s and stuff. Yeah. You know, that was a cool. big thing. Yeah. What gets on your nerves? What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, gosh, there's a lot of things. Um, <laughs> LA traffic, right? <laughs> if you're, yeah, uh, where are you guys? I think you're guys in Canada, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we're in Ontario. Things are pretty free flowing up here. Uh, Toronto get uh, Toronto yeah. gets slammed pretty bad. I've heard it's in a bad Toronto. I was one, gonna ask, yeah, yeah. Is, is it bad? Because, um, LA. Maybe the the worst thing, in my opinion, is the tr- is the traffic. And I was reading about something on the internet talking about how the traffic is technically worse in San Francisco. But I was in San Francisco, and I didn't think that I, th- I thought the traffic was much better than than it's here in L.A. So I kind uh, of disagree hmm. with that thing I read on the internet. <laughs> wow. Hmm. You know what's crazy, actually? So Ottawa, our capital, um, it's not as bad traffic, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of one way streets. So it's confusing as hell. Have you ever, like have you been to Ottawa recently, Tony? Like um, downtown? Not not in a couple of years. My brother lives there though. He lives right yeah, right downtown. More, so that's more frustrating for me than like heavy Toronto traffic because then you can just you know you're gonna wait, right? Yeah, yeah. But I get super it, it, anxious it, when I think I'm driving down the wrong side of the road. There's a lot of that in Ottawa. A lot of one runway uh, one way streets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in in, uh, uh, in 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 Los Angeles, they, they because of the Olympics in 1984, they changed a lot of the streets to make them one way, and they just stayed that way. So <laughs> they're like, guess, ah, we've already bought the signs. In, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we already bought the signs, so we're going to keep it this way. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess people just got used to it. But uh, they are. It's very, it, especially if you're, because uh, nowadays we're all looking at maps on our phones, and sometimes I just okay, I look at the map, you know, like in Google Maps. And and I say okay, it just goes okay this street to here, make a right here. But then you get there, and it turns out it's a one way street. You can't you can't make a right because you have to make a left. Yeah, like, yeah. Ugh, come on. <laughs> it's like Google, you're in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's true. Um, oh boy. <laughs> what is the last thing you did just for yourself? Um, just for myself. Uh, 
I think I think the last thing um I uh like last thing before I did this interview. Or yeah. just, uh, <laughs> or just in the yeah, last... anything for yourself. Just yeah. for yourself. Like what it wouldn't like when you didn't have to do something for someone else or or people didn't rely, you just did something just for you. Probably just downloading that uh, alpha for Call of Duty. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. It's so funny that you said that because it was on my brain. I was like, I bet you, I bet you grabbed the alpha. He's excited for that. Um, I think like I, I did that a few, a few hours ago. That's the most recent thing I've done. Right I on. do nice. that only for myself. I mean, <laughs> video games are a great outlet. I uh, we're Tony and I are both big proponents of that. So yeah. That's um, awesome. what activity makes you totally lose track of time? Um, that's, uh, well, definitely music does, does that have does that effect on me? Um, working on music, I can definitely look at the time and all of a sudden it's been, you know, two hours and I didn't really feel like it was two hours. Video games have the same effect though. A lot yeah. of times, you know, especially if you're doing something, if you're in the zone and you're just not thinking all of a sudden, you know, it's been an hour, it's been two hours and you, know, you don't really think about it so much. Yep. Uh, I picked up Breath of the Wild for the first time in since it came out, and I was playing it. And literally, I looked down; it's two a.m. I started playing at like eight. I'm like, "What just happened?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, what is the best thing that you've ever eaten? Best thing I've ever eaten. Um, the one thing, and, and this is going to sound crazy to you. Because you uh, have either of you ever been to Norway? I just want to ask you this. I have. I haven't. No. 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 Okay. Um. So this is gonna sound crazy to you, but to me, the best thing, my the the most like the biggest comfort food for me, is there's is Norwegian pizza. There's a place called Pepe's. They have the best pizza I've I've had, you know, anywhere. I mean, I've been to Italy. I've been in the U.S. I've been, you know, I've I've had. I've been to New York. I've been to all these places, and I'm telling you, the best pizza you can find is Norwegian uh, pizza. At the, and it's it, it is technically considered Chicago style. Okay. But okay. Yeah. It so it's a it deep is uh, it is incredible pizza. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the flour. Maybe it's the maybe the Norwegian water. dairy. Like Norwegian cheeses are very good. Yeah. Um, I've heard that. So I don't know. That. Yeah, maybe it's just better yeah, ingredients, so right? I better did. water, better dairy, better everything, probably over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's really all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never pollution. drink tap water around here because I just can't. But then oh, the best no. water I've ever had is is uh, Norwegian, just Norwegian tap water. I bet. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got a few areas uh, in in Ontario that are just like natural spring <laughs> you water. You have Dasani so coming from your taps? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I can tell you, yeah. almost everybody has Dasani coming from their taps. Because I know. It, it, I, it's I, like I don't this... want to get into that can of worms. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know where you're going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, apparently most big brands' water is literally just tap water. Yeah. From. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, Remineralized mineral, mineralized water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. AKA tap water. Yeah. <laughs> Two hard drive <laughs> magnets on the side of the tap. <laughs> That's how they deionize it. <laughs> um, oh, um, have you ever had a crush on a fictional character? So it could be like TV show, oh. cartoon, yeah, any fictional character. Yeah. So when you say fictional, but it can still be a a a real person, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. It doesn't have to be like like a video video game or something. Okay. Or a, or a cartoon. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. No, it could just be an actress who played a character in a show, and and that character yeah. was yeah. Like if you right. ask me, I'd yeah. be like Kelly yeah. Kapowski, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Matt's is Miss Frizzle. <laughs> yeah. She's my guilty pleasure. You can ride my school bus. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Um, I mean, I feel like it's 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 always. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm watching a show, it's always about. It's like picking who, who you like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I like on. Um, I was watching a lot of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So like, like I'm my biggest. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Amy. Okay. If you've yeah. seen the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so this is a big shout out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's always about whatever I'm, whatever I'm watching. Yeah. So like okay. right now I'm watching Community. And I'm not sure. Well, I guess uh, Alison Brie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, her, her 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 character. Is, I guess. Did you ever watch right Glow? Yeah. yeah. She's pretty. She's pretty good in Glow. Alison Brie. Okay. I uh, you know, I haven't so. seen that one. I, I have to see it because. Uh, 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 yeah, it's like she uh, she starts a great. Like, well, not starts it, but female wrestling league. It's pretty good. Hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And the last question, what is your favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours? <laughs> you know, there's this is one that's called the freaking awesome podcast. And I have to say <laughs> it is freaking awesome. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Ooh, you know, we might have to start by narrowing that band with a little bit. <laughs> like the last four hours? <laughs> four hours or three hours? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last 15 minutes? <laughs> Uh, that's well, you know, I, I I have done I have done three interviews in in like three hours. Hey, right so on. If that was the case today, it would have been <laughs> would have been like, ooh, what should I say? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, come on now, it would that's still awesome. be us. Yep, yep, we're still taking that title. <laughs> it would still be you guys, of course. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, before we let you go, do you have uh, any um, projects that you're working on that you're passionate about that you'd like people to know or any social media where people can get you or even better, how people can get a hold of uh, your songs to download? Uh, sh- sure, let's start with this, uh, how to get the songs. Uh, the, my album's called uh, Firestorm. It's available everywhere, uh, digitally except Spotify, and it's also available on CD and vinyl, which if you want Ooh. a link to that, you can go to my website, which is rockycream.com. Uh, if you're, if you want to communicate with me in any shape or form, you can find me on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, it's just Rocky Kramer on, um, uh, on Facebook, it's Rocky Kramer official. And, uh, every Tuesday I do a show on Twitch, uh, called rock and roll Tuesdays. Uh, so, and that's also just Rocky Kramer. There's also a link on, on, uh, I always post a link on Twitter and, uh, and I guess, if you go to my Instagram, there's a link there uh, because they don't allow you to post links. You have to put the link in the uh, bio. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so, uh, and I also I do play video games on the weekends, so I probably I will be streaming. Let's go back to Call of Duty again. I will be streaming Call of Duty. Oh, uh, oh nice. <laughs> very, very cool. So, there you go. Excellent. Well, uh, for any of our listeners that are on the road, uh, we'll make sure we post up all those social media links on uh, the guest page of our website uh, next to Rocky Kramer's uh, bio. So uh, anybody wants to uh, connect or download, um, if you forget and you're driving right now, then just jump over to our webpage. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for all your time, Rocky. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, you guys, you're doing some uh, fantastic work out there. So uh, keep up with it. And uh, hopefully we can uh, circle uh, back around with you and have you back again sometime. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That's this awesome. is a pleasure. Excellent. Thank Anytime, you. Anytime, man. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. You too. Thanks. Take care. Sure. Bye. Take care. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is the Fab 4 You can get us on Instagram. Is the Fab Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefappodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this podcast. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>